VSN Australia podcast. Today is going to be a different episode where it's just me by myself and we're just going to have a little chat. So since joining the VSN, I haven't really ever said too much about myself, I guess. I've um, obviously interviewed a lot of people, done all that sort of stuff, but never really gone through and said much about myself. So this is what we're going to do today. So let's begin. I joined the site on May 3rd, 2019. So almost coming up on a year. Um, so what happened was I found a YouTube video that said that the VHL was essentially a beer pro simulator where you create your player, you come back and you watch what they do and you see how well they did. So I joined it thinking, yeah, it'll give me something to look at each night uh, when I get home from work. So um, joined, I got an offer from the Hounds and uh, Las Vegas. Decided to go with the Hounds and thought that was it and I'll come back and see how my player did. Um, then later on, essentially I found a, got a message saying that I've been on the forums lately, why haven't I done any tasks? So that sort of got me stuck into how this all worked and that sort of stuff. Um, so yeah, it went from there. Um, got, really enjoyed it, started doing some media spots and stuff like that. Um, fast forward to the end of my first season, uh, one of the, the previous AGM of the Hounds, just, uh, life got on the road, he had to step down. Uh, so Gustav put up a recruitment post, a hiring thread I should say, sorry. Um, I put my name down for that uh, and then a week later when he decided I went and looked and I'm like, ah oh, cool, I wonder who won the Hounds, new uh, AGM spot. So I got a tag for it, so I thought oh, I must have just tagged all the all the people who applied. So I went back and reading through and then saw I got it and sort of didn't believe it. I didn't think really I'd done enough around the league to get a job like that, so I was very surprised, but you know, took it in my stride and it was quite fun. So I did that for six months before um, Fonzie stepped down from the Halifax 21st GM spot and I got promoted into there. So while there, I did um, a trade, did the draft for the Halif- uh, for Halifax, and then Gustav got pulled up into Davos, and the VHLM commissioners, Banner and DA, approached me and said, hey, would you like uh, Mrs. Agua back? I still can't pronounce that. <laughs> um, the Hound's back. So I said, yeah, sure. Um, I'd rather do that, because I know the people, and I can go from there. So... That happened all just before season 70, so uh, did my first season there as GM and now it's season 71 where I'm currently in my second season of GM. So that's a little bit about my history. Uh, my player's name is Brocker Sundquist, played for the Hounds my first season on the waiver signing as I said, was drafted first overall in the VHLM to the Minnesota Storm when we came second and then I was also drafted I believe 17th overall in the VHL draft to Seattle Bears. Uh, I played my first season there in season 68 where we won the cup and we did it again in season 69. And then last season we were the NA Conference finalists. We lost to Calgary. So that's pretty much a bit of my background. Um, If you ever have any questions, let me know. But I don't think anyone really cares about my journey. Everyone's got their own journey and everyone should worry about themselves. So what I was thinking about talking today is I did a lot of the Learning the Ropes podcast where I talked to uh, VHLM GMs and pretty much just tried to get an understanding of how the role worked and what we should do. So that worked quite well, but most of the time it just turned 
into having a conversation, which is good, because I feel like that's what people are listening for. They're listening to learn some stuff and just hear what everyone else is here for. So I was here today, I was thinking of doing one where I just pull together all the information and put it into a post, put it into a podcast. So if anyone out there is listening and wants an AGM or a GM job in the BHLM, I can sort of give them a bit of insight. I know I've only been, I did three seasons of AGM and one season of GM, so... I like to think that I've got a little bit of experience for especially new people who haven't had a job. So we'll go from there. So let's go through the roles of just the GM role in general. So we'll pretend we don't have an AGM uh, just for this story. And we'll say what our major roles are. So we go through week week by week roles. So this is for the VHLM only. Uh, the VHL differs quite a lot. And I don't have the experience really there to explain it all. So we'll just talk about the VHLM. So biggest thing is recruitment. So I know Dill, uh, Beavis, all the recruitment crew do a great job uh, each week bringing people in. So people sign up, they create their player, and I'm sure as most of you have done, you'll see what happens when players are created. So there's a creation thread and all the VHLM GMs go and put a little recruitment spiel. So trying to get them onto their team. So that's probably the biggest I think it's the biggest draw of time for the VHLM. So what you got to do is uh, go in, look at what the player is, look at what they've created, look where they came from, look at where they put their TPE, all that sort of stuff, and you got to create a pitch. So some people do cut and paste, uh, other people do a lot of different things. The main things I try and cover on is who I am, what team I'm for, how likely our team is to do well this season, and lastly, where the person will be playing, how much time they'll be getting. So I think it sort of gives a picture of the player saying, coming in thinking, okay, this team's not going to do well, but I'll get lots of ice time. So I'll be able to get lots of ice time, be able to see how my build's working, and if it's not, and more chance of me scoring goals. Or they see, hey, this team's going to do really well. We're going to go for a cup. I'll get to be on that cup-winning team, get that adrenaline rush, but I'll be having a little bit less time. So I've got to really prove myself if I want to get those minutes up. So... I feel like you just got to throw your team out there and people who want to come to your team will come to your team and people who don't won't. It's it's as simple as that really. So you want to make sure you're likable, like, you know, people want to be there, but you also don't want to tell lies because if you tell someone, hey, you know, I'm going to do really well, plus your first line minutes, they'll be sure I'll sign with you and then they see that you come in dead last in the league and they won't appreciate that. So that's the first thing is doing that. So I feel like that's the hardest part because everyone creates at different times. So you've sort of got to be on the forums as much as you can to make sure that you're ready to sign people. And I know you might be thinking, hey, I'm always looking at the forums. But the thing is, you've got to be looking at the forums and also willing to write a pitch. I believe that's why some people use copy-paste because they'd rather just copy-paste. But I feel like writing it out each time helps me because... I can sort of personalise it a little bit. So if someone came from a subreddit, and I know that the only subreddit was, say, the Blue Jacket subreddit, I talk about, hey, you know, come join us. Uh, we've got some guys that like the Blue Jackets on our team, or something like that. Just try, try and personalise it. So that's the first thing. So then they might choose to sign with you. So then, cool. Now, the next thing, once they've signed with you, you need to put them on a line. So I know I like it. Everyone I've heard likes it. They want to be on that line straight away because they want to be playing in the next games that come live. So now what you're going to do is just 
you've done the hard work, you've put it in the pitch, they've said yes, you've got to offer them a contract, you've got to get them on the team, you've got to send updated lines, and add them to your locker room. So now, they're added to your locker room. Now what's the next step? Obviously if they're brand new, they don't know how to earn points, so now we've got to teach them how to earn points. So that can be a bit tricky. So first of all, you've got to figure out, do they want to do a podcast? Do they want to do a graphic? Do they want to do an article? So they're not like any of them. So you've got to figure out how much time they've got, what they like doing, and what's the best road for them. So first thing, obviously tell them, hit that practice facility button, get that two points. So now, okay, press conference, pretty easy. Six questions, get two TPE, and then trivia. Copy and paste the answers, obviously. A bit uh, controversial at the moment, but yeah, get that two TPE. So there we go, we've, got, we've sort of got six TPE right there. Now, next thing, article, graphical, podcast. Some people will say article, but then be a bit thrown away with 500 words. They think, I don't want to do schoolwork, uni work, homework, you know, whatever it is, however old they are. So now, okay, can you do a graphic? No, I've never done a graphic before. Okay, well, that's going to be a bit hard because personally, I don't do graphics. I don't know how to teach someone to be able to do it. So then you've got to palm them off to someone else to be able to help them with that. So yeah, that's a bit interesting. So then, or podcast. A lot of people don't like speaking. A lot of people don't know what to speak about, especially when you first join the league. You know, I have things to talk about. I've been here for almost a year, as I said. But someone who's just joined the league, what are they going to spend 15 minutes talking about? That's a bit hard. So then, okay. So you've got your article. Now what do you write about? First, it's not too hard because you've got a lot more to write about. You can write about where you came from, what you're doing, all that sort of stuff. What your plans are why you chose the team you chose, all that sort of thing. So you've done that. Maybe you get them to write an article. Now you're going to get them to write a VHL.com article or do a small graphic. Okay. Now they've done that, bam. They've got their 12 cap TPE plus two from the practice facility. That's a good. Okay. Now you give them a week or two of that. Okay. Now we've got a career task that are uncapped. So now you can add this and this and this and this and this and you get more TPE. So the idea is you want to t- tell them what they can do but you also don't want to overload them with information. You want to make it slow and a steady process. If someone joins on a Saturday, hey, go into welfare, type plus four, claim that. Cool, we've done that. So that way, one, you're not trying to get them to write a 500 word article, something they haven't done, maybe haven't done before or haven't done in a while, in a day. So you don't want to throw them away saying this is the only way you're going to get points is if you do this right now, right here, right now. Okay, so you've got them doing the, sorry. You've got them getting all the tasks that you want them to get? Cool. Okay, so now the lines. This person's put in two, three weeks of hard work. Do you reward that by moving them up the lines if someone, says only doing welfare? But that person doing welfare is, you know, 100 TPE higher. Sure, they're not inactive. They're still doing welfare. They're still doing maybe press conference, stuff like that. So now you've got to try and figure out the lines. Okay, so you've got the player. You've got them doing articles. And now you've found a spot for them on the team. Cool. So now you've got a team going, but you're losing games. Okay, why am I losing games? Is it the Lions? Is it the players? Is it this, that, whatever? So the next thing you go to is, okay, what positions am I missing? So now you've got four wingers. You've got one center and you've got two defensemen. Okay, so you've got two lines worth of wingers. You've got one line worth of center, and you've got one line worth of defenseman. Plus, you've got a goalie. Okay, so now, you might have used, say, six waiver claims. Or, okay, let's not use six, because that's a bit low, and also it's been bumped up to 12. 
say you've used nine waiver claims, which is your four wingers, your two defensemen, that's six, your one centre is seven, and you got say you got three defensemen. That way we got nine. Okay, you got three more picks. So first of all, your defensemen. You need more defensemen because you want a second line of defensemen. You've got two lines of wingers, so you need a centre and defenceman more than you need wingers. Okay. Say you grab two more wingers. So now you've got three lines worth of wingers. They're all active if you got lucky, okay? Also, this is a team that you haven't drafted anyone. They're all relying on waivers. So now you've got three lines of wingers. You've got one line of centre and one, one and a half lines of defence. Okay, so now another winger joins. What do you do? Do you... Do you try and offer them a spot? Because that's the thing, is you want to try and get people on your team, you want to try and get people active, because it's all about retention. Okay. Say so I offer this person a spot, it's going to be four five minutes. Plus, my team, with only one, you know, only three defensemen, probably not going to be very um, competitive this season. Okay, so now I offer them, hey, we're going to do four five minutes, plus we're not going to win a cup. Who's going to sign to that? So now you're waiting, you're sort of sitting on your hands, waiting for defensemen or a centre, okay, or do you sign a wing and get them to change to a centre and start putting points in face-off, or do you just put a winger in centre and just hope that they do alright with face-offs, so yeah, but then you've also got this thing, you still need that one more defenseman, okay, so that's waivers, so that's essentially the problem that you put up with, so one, you need to be ready, and ready to go whenever a waiver um, creates, Two, you need to get your pitch in and make it accurate, but also make sure you're not pushing too much. you got to make sure it's truthful, factual, but also selling you. So you need to be a salesperson, but an honest salesperson, which we know doesn't happen too often. Okay, so we've done that. We've got the people on our team. We've done our lines. Lines, if you ask any GM in the league, they've got no clue what they're doing. They're just putting stuff in places till it works. So essentially, you're just throwing shit against the wall, seeing what sticks. Okay. So you found what sticks, you've got your waivers. Now, what other roles do you have to do? As I said before, you don't have an AGM. So now, team press conferences, you're putting that up each week. Okay, so now each week, think of six questions. Probably not too hard for some people, but yep. It's just another thing that you're going to do. So you want to make sure it's out on Monday, because you want your team to update as often as they can. So now, and as early as they can. And if you put it up on a Wednesday, some people might only update Monday, Tuesday. Now they've missed that press conference. So you want to put it up as early as they can, so most people, as many people as they can, get into it and do the press conference questions. Okay, so that's another thing you've got to do. You've got to make sure that, one, you're ready and available for all wave signings, and two, on Monday morning, you know, wherever you are, depending on what time it is, you've got that press conference up so all your team can rely on it. Then, trivia questions. Um, I know a lot of people are sharer of trivia questions inside a lot of locker rooms, but say you get an expansion team and you're a GM of that, now you need to find either one, get someone in there who can do the trivia questions, two, do the trivia questions yourself and post them as soon as possible, or three, steal it from another locker room. Okay, so now that's everyone's TPE, plus any uncapped. Now you're going to be posting it in your locker room in case people don't check the forums enough. So every time there's Reddit recruitment, predictions, um, VHL, Fantasy League, all that sort of stuff, you want to put them in. Plus, you're the first point of call for any questions relating to them. So you've got to be able to post everything and answer the questions. Okay, so that's that. So that's all the TPE stuff. Building players. Okay, so as a new GM or an AGM, most people here probably have only had one player. So you sort of know what's worked, what hasn't worked for your player. 
whether that be a forward, defenseman, centerman, um, goalie. So now you get someone new joins. Say you're a defenseman. You get a goalie joining. They ask, hey, what should I build? So now you don't really know how to build a goalie because you've never had a goalie. You've only seen what goalie builds work around the league. Okay, so now you're trying to look around for goalie builds and help them. Okay, so you've done that. You're helping out the players, you're answering the questions. Hey, this is how you get TP, this is where you should be putting it. But you also don't want to be pushing people. If someone wants to create a checking forward, you don't want to say, hey, get your defense up, get your defense up, get your defense up, because that might not be their build. And the idea is it's all about retention in the VHLM. So you want to make sure they're having fun. You don't want to make them build something that they don't want to build. If they want to create a defenseman that shoots a lot and you know, doesn't pass and checks a lot and doesn't have any discipline or something like that. You've got to let them build that because that's their that's what they want to do. And that's the whole thing is the VHLM, it's, it's meant to be fun. Okay, so now you've done that. Next is trading. Trading is a huge beast that I still don't understand yet because uh, personally in Australian sports, trading is not a thing. Um, you really just get signed. There's bits in trading, but it's not as big a role because there's no draft and stuff like that. So it's just really player for player or players finish their contract and sign elsewhere. That's the main thing that happens. Okay, so trading. One, you need to know if the player wants to go there. You don't want to send a player to somewhere they don't want to go. Because if you send a player, say you've got a great defenseman and he's having lots of fun and updating each week. Now, say, for my example, say Minnesota wants a defenseman. They really need a defenseman to finish off their lines and really push for that cup win. So you go, yeah, sure. Here, here's a defenseman. I'll take a first-round pick. Just using that as an example. It's fair trade. Both teams are happy. Cool. You send off the defenseman. Defenseman's, oh, come on, man. I've been trying really hard. I've been working my ass off. I've been claiming TPE. I've been doing good with my points. What have I done wrong? Why am I getting traded? And you say, hey, you're not going to trade it for anything bad. I just wanted to put you on another team that might have a bit more success and got a good return for you. Well, he might say, I don't want to be on a good team. I want to be on a bad team. That's why I signed waiver with you because you said that I get lots of ice time. Now I'm on the third line, not getting as much ice time. Sure, I might win more, but that's not what I wanted. I wanted to play and see my player play. Okay, so now you've gone and done a trade that he doesn't like. That person's likely to sign off, not be as active and maybe do welfare and nothing else. Okay, so you've just created a person that was nice and confident in the league and looked like they were going to do quite well, and now you've upset them and pushed them away from the site, which, as a VHLM GM, sure, you're making yourself better for next season, but you're not helping out that player. That player's gone, okay? So even though you might win the cup next season, you've really got that negative one player. Okay, so that's... The first thing about trading is just making sure that one, you like um, the player is happy with the trade. Two, what if you're taking a player off another team? Do they want to come play with you? It's not something you should really worry about because it should be the um, GM of the team that's currently holding the player. But it's still it's something you want to be wary of. Hey, you know, is this person going to keep updating once I trade for him? Next is value. Value is the thing that I struggle with a lot personally. You don't want to undervalue players, but you need to make sure that talks are fair. You want to go in with an understanding of what you want, but not only what you want, but what you'd be happy with. So you want to create what you want and the minimum of what you want to take. So somewhere in between there is a happy medium. 
Now, what the other person's going to come with is the opposite, but obviously what they want. It's probably going to be lower than what your minimum is, but their minimum might be in line with your minimum. So you've got to try and find that median where you both walk away with what you want. Okay, so the next is... Okay, say you're trying to sell a player, you're trying to approach someone to sell a player. You're going into there trying to sell something. Now, as a salesman, I feel like you've always got the the low ground, essentially. The person buying has the high ground. You're coming with them with a the proposition, they're going to knock you down. Most people won't accept it first time. And it's like all things in life. If you come up with someone for an offer, they think, hmm, I wonder if I can get a bit more out of the offer. So then starts the case. If you come up with someone with a fair offer, which you think is fair, and they knock you down each time, now it's going to make you think, oh, I'll come in with a bit over my fair offer. That way, hopefully, they knock me down on my fair offer and I think it's a bit more reasonable. Now, it could be the other way. Someone could message you and say, hey, I want this player. Now, what you have to do is really you got to create conversation. First of all, you got to see what that, how that player is going for you. Sure, you might know that they're good, they're scoring heaps, but you might not see that, know their TPE gains and all that sort of stuff. They might be a newer player. So you want to go have a look, see what they're doing. If they're capping each week, cool. That sort of adds a little bonus in your category. They're scoring heaps of goals, cool. That's another little bonus in your category. If they're going to stay down another season, cool. It's another little bonus in your category. Now, you've got to go look at their team. What do you want in return? Do you want to trade player for player? Do you want to get a pick? Do you want to get players and a pick? Then you're going to go look, okay, what do they have to offer? Now this whole time this is happening, you're trying to think, okay, this is what I could get out of it, this is what I want, da 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 but what's my goal? As a GM, you've got to have a goal. You've got to think, okay, this season not going to be my season, but next season I might try and stack up on picks and really go for a run which is a huge thing in the VHLM. Because players don't stay down for very long, one to two seasons mainly, you've got to really make a run for it. So you've got to get the players, you've got to get the picks all in one season. Where in the VHL, you could sort of happily draft year after year and probably create a decent team. Now, in the VHLM, that's not possible, unfortunately. If you just do your normal draft, sure, you'll have a mediocre team, but you won't beat those teams that really boost up their draft picks. They might have three in the first, three in the second, and four in the third, or something like that, which is a huge amount of picks. Now, if you have one in your first, one in your second, one third, one fourth, one fifth, you might only get four active players out of that. And four active players each season isn't going to help you. That's only two lines of defense at a max. So, you've got to have a plan walking into your trade. You want to know what you want. Now, what if that team, what if you're loading up on, say, season 30, uh, 73 picks? That team doesn't have any season 73 picks. Okay, what do you want now? Do you try and go season 72, for example, at this moment? And then you can maybe flip them for season 73 later with someone. Or do you go for players that you can might be able to flip to someone else for season 72? So that's all taking into consideration. You don't want to stock up on players. So trade one player for maybe two or three of theirs. If they're waiver signings, and then you're not only going to get them for this season because you're not trying to compete this season. The same thing applies. If you're trying to compete this season, you don't want to be selling all your players away. You really want to keep those players so you can have those strong lines, you can have that depth, and you can go for the cup run. So while all of you, all this might sound familiar and 
obvious to some people, especially people who are very uh, familiar with franchise modes and all that sort of stuff, where they really like being a GM, they really know the process, you've got to remember that there's such a short turnaround. You can't go hard in on waiver players because half, I think it's like 60% don't stick around or something like that. It's ridiculous. So you might say, wow, I found the perfect guy, got him to sign, and after three weeks, he's not claiming anymore. I know the same thing can happen in the VHL, but it's less likely because people have already gone through that one to two seasons, so they're more likely to stick around. So this is just some of the things that come to the top of my head when GMing of things you have to sort of know before you go into the job and think, is this really what I want to do? Do I want to do all these things? So let me go through them all again. One, am I on the forums enough to see when people sign and will I be happy enough to write them offers? Okay, cool. Two, once the person's accept the offers, am I able to update my lines, which needs a computer, so you can't do it on your phone, and send that through with the updated lines, that way the people can start playing straight away. Okay, cool. Three, do I understand trades and trade values and that sort of thing, that I can go in and make a trade successfully without getting robbed? Cool. The fourth thing really is the draft. Do you understand how to draft? Do you understand draft values? All that sort of thing. So you want to go in, okay, what you're looking for is what position do I need? How active are the players? Do they have a, you know, do they have inactivity in their past? So they have a history of inactivity is what I meant to say. You know, do they do 14 capped or 12 capped every single week or do they go 12, 6, 2, 6, 12, 12, 6, 1? Something like that. You know, you want to be careful about that. So you know all that sort of stuff. But it's, okay, what are the other teams likely to pick? If you're trying to pick a goalie and there's two teams above you that want a goalie too, do you try and trade up? Something like that. So drafting, I think, is... I think it's more of a science than trading, personally. Um, it's You need to do a lot more work. You need to know what other teams are likely to pick, what's likely to fall to you, and where you can get people. You don't want to get someone in the, third, in the second round that you could have got in the third round and then not be able to pick up someone decent in the third round because you spent that pick height. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Which, for people who play franchise mode, GM modes, all that sort of stuff, will probably understand drafting a lot more than what I do. Okay, moving on. The next thing, and I think it's the most important thing. So you've done all those things. You think, yes, this is for me. I can do all that sort of stuff. I'm available. I'm smart. I'm intelligent. I have hockey knowledge. I want to be a GM. Okay, cool. What are your personalities like? Can you talk to people? Can you de-escalate situations? Okay, you've got everyone in a locker room. You need to sort of be the voice in charge, With, but you also don't want to be really a authority figure. You're, as much as you're in charge, you know, most of these people are your peers. Some people are older than you, some people are younger than you, some people are smarter, dumber, all that sort of stuff. It's just common sense. You've got to think of yourself as sort of the average person, and everyone can be either side of that. So, moving on from that, you think, sure, yeah, I can do that. Okay, now, someone joins in. Just because you might be able to get along with that person, just because you might, you might be a very personal person and be able to get along with all personalities. That's great. Okay, what if there's a clash inside your locker room? What do you do there? Do you try and de-escalate it? Do you try and trade one away? Do you separate them? Okay, that's all some of the things you've got to take care of. Now, you want to take, be, you almost have to be available 
not 24-7, that's a bit over the top, but really whenever you're online you have to be available for any questions. Now, it's not just the new teammates uh, that you've got. They'll ask questions, sure. They'll. Some might sound stupid to you, but you've got to remember when you first joined, did you understand the league? Because I know I didn't. I fumbled my way around for quite a few months before I sort of really grasped a hold of it. And that's the same thing with people who are new. They don't understand. They don't know what they're doing. It might be their first sim league. They might really want to learn and really want to understand. So you've got to sort of be there to hold their hand and walk them through it. So I think most people understand that that's what a GM role is. Okay, you've signed two waiver players, completely different walks of earth, and they don't get along together. Now, you understand they're both valuable. They're both great team members. Everyone else gets along with both of them, but they just they just sort of clash. Okay, how do you combat that? That's all things you got to think about before getting it really a GM job is that it's sort of a man it is a management job. Now you might have two people that really get along. That's great, but does that sort of create a click then? If you create keep um, alumni players in, do they sort of create a um, environment that for new people it's too much of a step to walk into? Think about the VHL general chat. If you go look at that most of the time, there's usually a conversation happening and sort of jumping in might be a bit hard for new people, especially if they don't know the people, don't know the league, don't know what they're talking about. So that can be hard to jump into. So you've got to think, okay, I need to give a space for all the new people to be able to jump in, even though I've got this community set up that everyone really enjoys community. Sure, you want, but you want new people to be able to join that. So now, okay, I've got this community. I've got these new people. We need to blend them. But I've got these new people and new people. I need to blend them. Okay, so you've got all that stuff happening. Then, really, you want to make sure that people... What you're really trying to do is you're not trying to win. Everyone wants to win that cup. That's everyone's dream, but it shouldn't be the GM's dream. Yes, I know you want to go for it, and you do go for it, but the main goal... I, dream was the incorrect word. It should be your dream. It should be, you should aspire to win the cup. But your number one goal above all things is making sure that these people that have just joined enjoy their time and make it through to the VHL. That's where winning is important. That's where it's not about fun. Well, it's still about fun, sorry. <laughs> but that's where the winning becomes a bit more important. The VHLM is all about fun, building that community, and making sure everyone is enjoying themselves. Okay, so... That was really a 30-minute ramble about absolutely nothing. But hopefully, if you want to become a VHLM GM or AGM, if you listen to this, hopefully it would give you a bit of knowledge and a bit of insight. And if you think that you tick all the boxes and you think that all this sounds easy, what I would recommend if you really want to get a GM job is start doing this stuff. Whatever team you're playing for right now, help locker room engagement. Tag stuff if you see it. So if you see a new recruitment drive, put it in your Discord, put it in the locker room and say, hey guys, jump in on this. Press conferences. If you see press conference questions aren't up, put up six yourself. Tag the team. Say, here you go, here's six questions if you want to answer them. If you see new waiver players, obviously start chatting to them. Start making you feel welcome and start giving them helpful hints. So that can be, just because that's a creator player thread doesn't mean it's just for GMs to offer a spot. Say, hey, welcome to the league. If you have any questions, let me know. So these are all things you can start doing. I know uh, Motzberger, who's the GM of the Mexico City Cartel, he started as an assistant assistant GM. He didn't really have a role, but he put himself out there, created graphics to sign people, and started offering to sign people. He asked his GM, obviously, before he started doing that, 
that was how he got into it. So if you really want to be the VHL MGM or AGM, that's my number one advice is get in and do the job. Don't wait till you're hired, do the job first. So I hope this has been helpful to you all. Uh, if you have any questions, let me know and I will see you all in my next podcast. Hope you all enjoyed. Goodbye.